Welcome to the Strategy with Jason podcast. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me on another episode of The Drive, Las Vegas edition. I have a very special guest with me today. I have the one, the only, the oh-so-famous Miss <laughs> Sandy Zanino in the house. What's going on? Hey, so I'm good so to see excited. You. I'm, I really am so excited <laughs> to be here with you. We were just talking about before we hit the record button. It's like, you know, we've been connected uh, socially for such a long time that, you know, this is the first time we actually met. Yeah. But it doesn't feel that way. No, it, it, it feels, feels like, like we're just a long lost friend, and you're just like catching up. You know, it's it, just. I really it's so do cool. feel like it's a phenomenon, <laughs> and it ha- it's happening with Clubhouse now too. Yes, yes. Clubhouse is a little different because you don't necessarily see everybody, so you know you just you right. Know, you'll, you'll, I'll be sitting there, and I'll hear someone talk, and I'll go, "Wait a second, I know that voice." Um, <laughs> yes, great. There, I was the, at the last digital dealer yeah. in Tampa. I heard somebody behind me. Yeah. And I was like, that's great. You know, but it was from it was from Clubhouse, which I've had to kind of like uh, it's really a, limit it's, my it's consumption of, serious, of Clubhouse. It's seriously addicting. I go into specific <laughs> rooms. Uh, yeah, I know. I have to like give myself a schedule and only allow myself to jump in a couple times a week. Right. Otherwise, I will live in that space. Yeah. Um, well, but, hey, I think people crave connection, right? Oh, 100% they do. And and Clubhouse during the pandemic. It created, it created know, some it created, great connections. And I've made a bunch of connections. Me too. That. It's been, it's really it's been, been amazing. It's been a lot of fun. You know, so. For everybody out there that's watching, listening right now, oh, and yeah. don't know who you are, oh, I always like to kick off our there's podcast. There's going to be lots of those. Don't <laughs> yeah, know who I, I don't know that many. <laughs> but um, I know, right? Oh, Las we're Vegas. In Vegas, we're in so Vegas. I'm going to be like, I will be like, a bright light. <laughs> so some showgirls oh. just went by with their head thing. I go squirrel all the time, so oh, don't worry and about it. Can I say what Absolutely. that is out? Absolutely. And ass is out. Ass is out, Look. yes, ass is out. We're in Las Vegas. Asses will be out. <laughs> okay. uh, for everyone out there watching and listening, uh, I like to kick it off a little origin story because I'm always super fascinated. So, Sandy, how did you get started in this crazy world we call the automotive oh, industry? Oh, God, I love this business, right? And I just kind of <laughs> fell into it. Yes, that's how most people I do. I hear right? a lot of people say that, right? Yep. I, I fell into automotive and then fell in love with it. I was working, <laughs> I was actually working for a commercial real estate appraiser. Okay. Who was crazy. Like she was completely crazy. She anyway, they're they're fun now hilarious stories, but I was scared <laughs> working there. Like every day I thought I was going to lose my job because I printed something with color ink instead of black and white. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, it was like So behind me behind not behind me, but in the office behind us yeah. was unknown to me. Um, a, a car dealer, right? Okay. Dealer of a dealer, you know, a dealer group. And me being me, I'm like, hey, <laughs> you know, so I got to know them. And then one day the uh, CFO asked me if I would be interested in another job. And I was like, yes, whatever yes. it is, yes, right? So I really did just fall into, and then I got there and, and they hired me to really go, it was their first corporate office. Well, that's exciting. You were in the right place at the right time. And I'm so glad and with the right people. They that were you chose this people. vertical to be in because the automotive industry is fun, it's challenging, it's stressful. It's literally everything you love and everything you hate all at the exact same moment. Yeah, <laughs> so. and it's, 
The people is what has, and I've never been Well, it bored. is the people, and this is right. truly a people business, which is actually a great segue into kind of our first topic. You know, we want to talk about HR, right. you know, which is an area of the dealership that honestly really <laughs> doesn't get talked about a whole lot. But we try not to talk about it. It can have such a huge impact on our operations and our culture and you know, even our customer experience. So when, when, when I say HR in the dealership, what are some of the first thoughts that come to mind for you? Uh, well, the first thing for me is is compliance, right? Yes. And I, I try not to say HR. Yeah, I know, um, right? <laughs> because nobody, I mean, who wants to go to an HR meeting? Sometimes not even me. There's nothing sexy about HR. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. So hold on. So... <laughs> Well, anymore, ten, so let me not go there. So um, I've heard some people talk about HR as human remains. I mean, you know, HR has, in general, has a identity problem. You'll hear the people, the director of people and processes yep. or, yep. The, you know, so we're coming up with all these new names. When people ask me what I do, I pretty much say, you know what, I help dealers protect their profits. Right. Yeah, and I'm the connector for anything that has to do with culture, you know, recruiting for uh, especially diversity, equity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. There's so much. If you have people and you are a manager, you are an HR manager, too. A hundred percent. Like we, we call this a people business. Like we say it all the time. Like as right. an industry, we say it all the time. But that doesn't necessarily really treat it as a people business. It, you know, so what what are some great like let's say one on one, couple strategies that management can execute now to create more of that people business? Okay, so before that, I think you need to take a step back. Okay. Before you, I think that the basic compliance is super important. Yeah, got to create a foundation. Absolutely, 100%. it's the one training we don't do. I think that every manager needs to have a boot camp sort of of training with right. just. The basics, and it, depending on your state, some states. I mean, I'm in California. Forget it. But yeah. Illinois is like a close second to with the, with the the employment laws. Uh -huh. Every manager should have and should have some kind of a basic training. You don't need to know as much as me or or you know or an attorney. Yes. You, but you do need to know. And the reason I always say that is because when I see a, a lawsuit. And all you have to do is do a search, right? Yep. Dealership employment lawsuit. You're going to see a shit ton of them come up and they're going to be like, you know, maybe $25,000 settlement, maybe yep. $150,000 settlement. Maybe I really believe. And usually it's something that you think, why didn't they know not to do that? Well, like, it's because we're so focused on, you know, that, that 30 day sprint is that you know, if it's not going to generate me money right now, Sandy, um, I'll do it later and then I'll take it. it. You know, and that is that hinders that 30 day sprint and the ability. Somebody asked me the other day, what do you think stops dealers from really looking at it, putting really amazing HR in yeah. and diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? Like we know and I I have really just come to believe it's so easy to make money. You know, you yes. might have a pain point. Right, like boom, okay, boom, $75,000 settlement. It's But next month, you have a million dollar month. 100%. Right, right? and well, so, it's, it's oh, about, you don't feel that. It's, about being it's like proactive. an alcoholic. Yes. It's like an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of this. It's like an alcoholic forgetting after a few days how bad that last drink was. Yep. You know, so 
you know, hopefully you don't have to hit a bottom. Well, I, I think that's a great first step, right? Is just, we just need to spend some training. And look, as an industry, we embrace training. So, you know, don't wait, all right? Do it now, okay? Yeah. It's it's gonna save you so much money and time in the future. But then, not, not only that, the ROI even impacts the culture and so on and so forth. Absolutely. So, so that's is. a great first step. What, what else would you And then, then you can, once you have that kind of understanding, then you can move into, um, starting to create a different culture, right? First, you yeah. got to find out what your culture is, right? And yes. I, I love dealers, really. I wouldn't <laughs> be doing this if I wasn't, and I've never been bored. I'm always laughing. Training is really important, this kind of training. One of the things that I've heard from dealers when I'm trying to like, you know, well, what about let's do some sexual harassment, harassment training for everybody, yep. the whole thing. Yep. And, and I've actually heard many, many times well, if I do sexual harassment training, it's gonna give them ideas. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, okay. like no, I've, I, <laughs> I swear, that's the thought process, right? Well, there's a lot of fear behind stuff, you know? There's, fear. It's, it's, there's, it's there's, there's fear, of, fear of talking about it. And, but then also to your point, when we're making money, it's like, you know, you hear that term all the time, well, why should I rock the boat? And it's like, right. you're not rocking the boat, you're being proactive. Well, you know what I like to say is uh, there's a saying that I heard a long time ago, um, and it's always been important to me. The good is the enemy of the best, right? Yes, so you're yes. doing good. I love that. But it keeps you from moving forward to striving for perfection, right? 100%. Like nobody's ever going to be perfect, but but just to keep keep moving forward. But with culture, I really do believe you have to find out where you are first. Yes. Really where you are. And I said this on a panel that like, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, but like uh, there was a professor, um, cause I went, I didn't go back to school till I was 40, right? Went okay. back to school, I had a toddler. <laughs> I love school. And um, he said the definition of culture answers the question, what is it like to work around here? Yes. Right? And that has stuck with me. And the only people who can answer that are your employees. Yes. The yeah, see, only ones. See, I think that's where a lot of dealerships get confused around culture, right? They think it's something that... That they create. That, that they create, but it, 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 it exists. It is something they create. Well, it's something but, they can create, but the culture exists regardless exactly. if they choose to or not to, right? I mean, look, but the first dealership I worked in, uh, they did not... Um, indirectly decide what the culture was going to be, but there was a very, very specific culture around yes. make money. Make money, make money, tolerate bad behaviors. Yeah, if you're making money, your bad behavior will be tolerated. So that was the culture. But the, so see, culture is one of those things that always exists, but as a dealership, it's our responsibility to take ownership of it and give it a direction. It has to match what your core values are on the website, right? Like I if like it that. doesn't, what, if, for you, example, you, you give me, yeah, give me that, example. that same deal, right? Okay, let's say, Let's say there is a dealer, and there's a lot of dealers who, if you have somebody who's selling, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 cars a month, yeah. right, they're making you money. It, but your website says your core values are integrity, service, growth. <laughs> Big disconnect. Where is that disconnect? Where your core values should show up, for example, if you're doing an orientation for new employees and you should be doing like a dog and pony show with a 100%. welcome, I mean, it's not that hard. It's, Get a it's, cheerleader. It's not like, here's the brochure, there's the keys, there's and, the desk. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's, there should be a thing, but when whoever is doing, giving 
the orientation is talking about the core values, they should have stories yes. that illustrate every single one, right? That 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 illustrate this because that's how your culture is going to show up. Well, yeah, through I, stories, defining what your core values are. I, I call them pillars, but it's yeah, it's core values, right? right? See, we we all know what we do. We we, we sell cars and we service those cars. Um, and we all know how we do it. We're actually in an industry that's pretty good about training people on how to do yes. right, their job. But Absolutely. why we do it the way we do it, well, that needs to be defined through those core values. I truly believe that. I think you're right on the nose with that. It, it, it's got to be in so often dealers or you know executive management will say, well, these are our core values. Yes. They're laid down but what's really happening. So that goes back to how you begin creating yes. that culture that you want, but you got to find out what, what's really happening in your employees' lives. You, you got to define it, yeah. Yeah. I talked about this with, with Skinny, like start treating your employees like they're your customers because yeah. they are. Well, they are. They're your internal customers, right? And HR, if you have HR, tell them that they're, you know, you have three. Yes. The dealer. I mean, yes, it, you are there, but you also want to create trust. You need to trust your HR person. If if they're a, I mean, it takes time to build trust, right? Of course. But you have to trust. I've been in that they're telling you what is good for all, and then you can make some decisions. Mm -hmm. But they can't be afraid of their paycheck if they go against what you say. Yes. Right. Like I have been in the position very often, and now as a consultant. I sometimes say to my clients, I, I, you are not paying me to tell you that everything that you're doing, I, I'm not being paid to be a cheerleader. No, but, but right? once they have those core values kind of set in place, then you can keep leaning on them. Now, I don't know about you, you but, but I've, had, I've had a lot of these meetings where I've assisted dealerships in developing out their core values. Ooh. And I, I will say that one thing is, is don't, don't choose 10 or 20. All right. No, you, five. You, like at most, right? at most, maybe five. Right. So whatever can fit on like a little, like <laughs> cute little card that you can give them at orientation. Yes, like if it can fit on a business card, that's yes. enough. Right. But absolutely. But then, but then you have to give, you have to allow those core values to give your operational efforts and processes mm -hmm. a direction. Yeah. Right. And and that's and that's yeah. where once that starts to happen, then I start to see culture start to develop. Yeah. You know. Good yeah. or bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that, that this, we've been talking about culture as a, almost like a band-aid. Yeah. Right? Um, isn't it a widget I can buy? Come on. Right. Sandy, isn't it a widget? Yes. I, can buy, I can buy this widget, right? That's such a great way to put it. Yeah. The, you know. There's no quick diet pill? I Come on. <laughs> That's what everybody's looking for, right? That's it right. is not a quick fix. These things take time. Yeah. And I think that that is also a roadblock for us, right? Yes. Like we want we want that 30-day thing, well, right? Like we want it right there. Well, so I'll give you an example of what I did with, with my own dealership is we defined our core values. And uh, we only just really chose two. We chose two. We wanted to start simple, make it easy, right? That's cool. And that was around being innovative and hassle-free. Like I wanted people to know us as a company that was innovative and hassle-free, mm -hmm. right? And I would have these, we would have our normal manager meetings, but then I would have what I called the little things meetings, right? And the little things had nothing to do with anything that was going on in the past, but only had to do with anything that was going on in the present and that could affect the future. Okay. And they all had to be around supporting either hassle-free or being innovative. So mm -hmm. they would just bring a little thing to me. Well, I'm not sure the way we're 
answering the phone is really falling in falling in line with our core values. Great. Let's talk about that, right? Because the little things I find is what actually impacts the culture in mm. the biggest way. Because if they're big things, we're actually pretty quick to fix them. Yeah, yeah, the big, th- right, the big glaring like, thing. Yeah, the big hairy looking problems, we're pretty right. good about taking those on and putting out those fires. The devil is in the details, 100%. right? 100%. The devil is in the little details, which is, you know. Yeah. So, you know, this is kind of a good segue because, you know, I mean, I have had some dealerships, you know, I start talking more about diversity, mm-hmm. you know, and that it's not been a part of their core values. And I'm seeing more and more now that groups are having that those conversations. And I'd love to kind of get your thoughts on that. Well, I don't know. Were you, did you see? We did a panel yesterday. It was. I wasn't. I was outside. The, I wanted, I wanted the, to do I it. I know. You're doing this all day long. And the, <laughs> yeah. the, it was so... I was so honored and it was such a privilege to be able to moderate this panel, right? And DEI is a, a, a passion of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so what were maybe like mom. two or three big takeaways? I mean, I know it's oh, a lot in that geez. panel and I encourage anyone to go look up, look for that well, panel. Well, I think you're right in that, you know, what the number one thing that I would say about DEI is understand that one, it is a business imperative. Yeah. Like the, the research is clear that if, for example, if you, if a company is doing gender and racial diversity, mm-hmm. right, the, they outperform their cohorts by 36, 36%. That's oh, huge. that's such right? a cool stat. But the car business, this was one of my questions. I was like, we don't think that applies to us. <laughs> like, w- like, okay, yeah, that's industry over yeah. there, right? Yeah. We're over here in our 30 days. Um, but it does make a difference. And so... But we need to understand that it does and also that it takes time. Yes. Right. Paul Walser, it impacted me so much when when the chairman, the current chairman of the NADA mm-hmm. addressed the dealer body virtually. Mm-hmm. You know, but that was one of his three initiatives. Yep. He challenged us all to make diversity, equity and inclusion a priority. Mm-hmm. Right. And he said something that I've known, but was so profound. Like, I, if you think about it, you can't look away from this logic. We live in the most diverse country that there is. Yes. But look at our dealerships and our staff in no way matches the diversity in this country. No. Right. I mean, nobody can, you know. I don't think anybody's going to argue that, to be honest with you. So as far as DEI is concerned, I would say just start, right? Because I think there's a lot of, you know, there's so many people right now who are afraid yes. to do something, afraid of saying the wrong thing, afraid of, so so nothing gets done and they'd rather just not well, do anything. It's an uncomfortable conversation. <laughs> it is. Like it's an, un- we gotta it have is, them. it is. I mean, I mean, look, I honestly think again, maybe it's a little bit of fear driven, but also I think I think it's important that dealerships do have these conversations, but also if it, it, it is uncomfortable, bring someone in to help yes. and to moderate the conversation. But bring just me. don't I got the, have the conversation. <laughs> bring me. Well, no, last year I got, because this has been such a passion of mine, as an HR professional for 20 years in the car business, I knew I wasn't equipped. Yeah. I knew I was positioned because I get the car business. Yeah. Right? As as other DEI practitioners. I mean, we our industry is pretty special and, and, and its own little thing, right? It is. Um, I understand how it works. I understand how each department... Anyway, 
I knew I wasn't equipped, so I went and got equipped. Yeah. Right? Like in, in 2020, that which, by the way, a lot of people did upskill in, in 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it took like, it's like a three month. I didn't want to go. You could go and to get like a Cornell three or four, <laughs> three or five day certificate. I didn't want to yeah. do that. It was a three month course that gave me a framework. That's cool. Right? For how to implement. Well, it's just even having the conversations, right? They're hard to have. They, they really are. are. People don't want to have them, and we have to. But but I think you brought you brought the ROI earlier when you were saying that it is worth having the conversation. It absolutely right? because I think that's always kind of the default answer. It's like, hey, look, I understand. It's important. I'm going to do it. But when you're able to say, hey, look, when you do have these conversations and you do start putting this into place, right, you will make more money. Yes, you will. All right, and then all of a sudden, but that can't like, be. Well, it could be your well, why. It, I guess you it could be what? your why. At you least have to it's a starting a point. At it least is. it's a starting point, right? Because then it fits into our world of, okay, that fits into my 30-day plan. <laughs> yes. I think that we really need to, and this was one of the things that came out of the panel yesterday that I am so believe. Yep. We need to change, you know, our panel was called Changing the Face of Automotive. But what we really need to change is the heart. Ah, right. Like we need to change people's hearts. We ne- I think one thing that didn't come up in the panel that I believe that we need to do is, you know, everybody has these zero tolerance policies. Yes. I think that they should be learning opportunity policies, right? Because, you yeah, know, because there's let's such a negative, at, po- negative kind of condensation yeah. that goes with that. Yes. Like we hear a lot about microaggressions. I've yes. come, there's a book called Subtle Acts of Exclusion, and that's kind of what I am now calling microaggressions. Yes. Right? Because the intent is, well, you were trying to give somebody a compliment when you told them that they were well spoken. Yeah. Right? But, okay. Intent, a lot of people say that, and, and even in just any kind of HR thing, but he didn't mean it that way, or she didn't mean it yeah. that way, or, you know, get some tough skin. Intent, look, I, it's not intent that is the, the issue. Yes. It's the impact, right? Yeah. So, I mean, look at, let's look at a salesperson, right? Everybody's got a minimum that they need to sell every month, right? Yes. I'm sure they intend to sell it every month. Of course. After three months in a row, your your guy that's not selling them, what are you doing yep. with them? Are you saying, uh, I know you intended to sell those cars, so keep coming back. No, you're cutting that shit out. Yes, <laughs> you, you are, are. 100%. You know, after 90 days, make sure you've got that documented. And <laughs> yeah, documented. Documented. You know, but it's the same thing. It is, 100%. Right? It, is. It, it is the same thing. So so when, when we can begin to create people who look like me and you. Yep who are not so um, defensive. And another thing I would say, if I, one thing that I've learned, right, if I feel defensive, and as a white woman, I am going to step in it. I did with a group of black women, actually, that I love. Yeah. You know, and I stepped in it once, and I had to, and it took me a minute. Because I felt defensive, like I, but, 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 but. But that's where we grow. I didn't mean it. I didn't, right? And this is the things that were coming out of my mouth. Yes. It is how we grow. It but is. when I felt that, I went, okay, I need to sit into this <laughs> because there's something for me to learn. I don't want to learn it because it hurts me, right? It yeah. hurts. We have this good, bad binary because of the environment in which we're living in. There's become this good, bad binary. If you're, you know, Racist is bad. Not racist, which isn't really a thing, is <laughs> is is good, right? Like, yeah. to, it's anti-racism, 
And we, we avoid talking about this word, right? Because, when, it, because it's uncomfortable. And, it is. It's and, and, scary. And, as, and, and see, like, as, and this is to any of the dealer principals that are out there listening. Like, you need to create a space and time where it, it, the first thing that you put out to the agenda is that this is going to be a very safe place for us yes. to have these conversations. It has, it, I think that the, in my framework. And I actually say do it out of the dealership. I gotta yes. be honest with you. I say in don't my do framework, it, in the it starts with leadership. Yeah. Right? Because to find the why. And yes. actually, I don't, I, I don't often, I talk about the ism, right? Because it is about what created, which is just like any kind of ism, capitalism, communism. That ism, the one that we never want to talk about because it's so uncomfortable, that we, we have to look at that. When you look at things, especially when you're talking about race. Yes. Right? Because gender and racial diversity, or the lack of, yep. is the biggest symptom of our exclusive culture. It is. Period. But as an industry, it's also and uh, one of our largest to, opportunities. It is. We're in the best <laughs> like, industry in the world to do DEI work. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. Absolutely. And I'm having so much fun in this conversation. Are we still driving? Like, yeah. Because we, oh, we, we got more minutes. Yeah. Okay. Good. So, <laughs> you know, it's just God. I really hope and pray that 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 we find a way to do this. Well, look, I, I think it's so important for us. Well, I, I think as an industry, if you're out there watching and listening to this right now, understand that this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Ah, oh, absolutely. Okay. All right. You are not going to figure all of this out. In a, in a two hour period, okay? Right. And it's it, not just about hiring it, it goes way for be, diversity. It goes way beyond that. And I think I think we've identified some actually really good first steps, right? Yes, um, absolutely. You know, just starting to have the conversation, just, it, it, but We had a know, DEI panel, a digital dealer. I'm pretty yes. sure it's the first one ever. Yeah, I, yeah, I would say so. With I mean, group, I mean, group one automotive, the yeah. chief DEI, Chief DEI officer. Well, I know you start seeing transitions within the industry and start seeing these new titles pop up, which are always super fascinating to me because I keep my eye out on those. And right? he is amazing. Okay. And mm -hmm. then you have Sherry Schultz, who's the chief HR officer at Walzer, mm -hmm. Damon Lester, and Carrie Wise. Yes. Right? Like this was the panel. So I was so honored. They're all and rock stars, by the way. All I'm just going to throw stars. that out there. They're like, all rock stars. <laughs> and, and all complete, absolutely. Yep. And it was amazing. You know, there are so many things to learn every day. I would say, that's one of the things I would say, learn something every day. I learned something a couple of weeks ago that I didn't know um, in Clubhouse, actually. The, yes. the, um, that in the 60s, blacks and African-Americans were not allowed on the sales floor. Oh, that is surprising. Like, not a, I know. Like, I, I don't know why it surises yeah, me. Like, yeah. it's like... Let's just say, look, look it, it's a great time in the industry to start having these conversations. Um, I, I think, you know, during this time and during our podcast today, we've identified some great strategies of how to start. Um, you know, I mean, definitely we could do you know, six hours of the podcast. Just oh, my on God. Just talking topic, about this. Right. Right. But, you know, for, for everybody out there that's watching and listening right now, um, who's enjoyed the conversation and maybe like to learn a little bit more about you and maybe just even continue the conversation with you. What is the best way to connect with you? Oh, well, the best way to connect with me is on social. <laughs> um, just like we did, right? Yeah. Or you could always call me. My cell phone number is always open. It's 941-306-8310. Um, when you find me on social, you can find my email address, which is, I should have, I did not think this out well when I first opened. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to plug Sandy. It. <laughs> oh, good. It's Sandy at InnovativeAutoHR.com. Um, 
you know, get in touch with me. This is, uh, uh, even if you just want to talk about it. Yeah. Even if you think, you know what? I would welcome a conversation with somebody who thinks this is bullshit. We oh, do yeah, yeah. not the need to do this. <laughs> it's not an important thing. You know, those are the conversations and the hearts that might change, that might move the needle. 100%, 100%. You know? Sandy, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much. I am so happy to be here with I you. Really, Thank really you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You have a good one.